Hello there. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Love Today podcast. Happy start to, to this week, this new week, filled with opportunities, challenges, so many different things. But right now we are here, we are together, virtually, kind of, not really, but uh, we can imagine, right? Power of imagination is key. Um, yeah, so last week I spoke to Ben um, and that was amazing. Uh, I hope I hope you guys liked the, the episode. Uh, he, he was so fun. He was really funny and so wise at the same time. Um, so yeah, and if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go ahead and listen to it. It's why not? What are you waiting for? I mean, first maybe listen to this one. But it's available on Spotify, iTunes, wherever. And also, if you want, leave a review. That's, that would be wonderful. Leaving a review for, for this podcast and helping me carry on this vision I have of, you know, making the world a better place. Is that too cliche? Maybe it is. But oh well, we have to start somewhere. <laughs> um, so in this episode, I spoke with the amazing, truly amazing Manuela Diago who's a powerful and just a beautiful soul and an amazing yoga instructor and also a childhood friend who I grew up with uh, and I hadn't spoken with to in six years. So in this episode, Manu shares with me the power that yoga has, the power that yoga holds in helping us lead more harmonious inner and outer lives by rediscovering feelings of self-acceptance within us as well as helping alleviate or let go of trauma that we've been buried and holding on to perhaps for for quite a long time um, as well as hangovers uh, interestingly enough so there you go <laughs> um, after speaking with her i felt re-inspired to redouble my efforts with my own yoga practice approaching it with a new perspective grounded in Manu's wisdom so if you've always been curious about what yoga is all about, or maybe you have been interested in starting a home yoga practice of your own for some time now, uh, but never really knew where to start, or maybe you lack the motivation to do so, then this episode will be a truly fascinating combo for you to hear, um, which I hope will inspire you, you know, to get on the mat and stretch those chakras out, uh, which is always good for the soul and the mind and the body. Um, the same goes out, you know, to my more experienced yogis out there who are listening to this episode. Um, it's like my, like a Zen teacher used to say to me, not to me, he's dead now, and we never met, but um, he, he always used to bring to mind the importance of beginner's mind, you know, the beginner's mind, like when you start something that maybe you've done for so long now and like, oh, there's no, there's no room for growth here. There's always room for growth if you start out with a beginner's mindset um, and being curious and open and accepting. And I think Manu really embodies that, that beginner's mind and she's so nice and so wise and so strong in so many different ways. Um, so yeah, let's see here. Manu and I, yeah, we also talk about understanding enlightenment as a process of becoming friends with impermanence why it's okay to eat a McDonald's burger every now and then, and how we can use Instagram as a medium to share a little more love in the world. And the world definitely needs more love these days. All right, so let's get started. Uh, I'll see you on the astral plane. Love to the community and be well. Have you been hiding this? There's so many things that are worth dressing for. Therefore, you've got to hold on to hope and just hope to explode into happiness. I really hope you succeed. Have you been hiding this? And I'm by-
the jazz and then glue to hip hop. It's an art, it's a beautiful way to express your beliefs. There's many voices in my head. Such a pleasure having you here. Um, and it's, it's so great to see you and talk to you. Likewise, I'm so excited to reconnect with you after all this time. Yeah, it's been, I don't know how long it's been, at least six years since we've last seen each other honestly because i i moved around so much like yeah. no i don't know since 10th grade yeah yeah i was actually like looking at old yearbooks yesterday and just like reminiscing on that and you know that era of, of cds but for for people who don't know we you and i have known each other since first grade so that was like 15 years ago we grew up together we went through a lot together yeah. um in school and then you moved on to where did you move after 10th I moved grade? to colombia yeah big change yeah. and then you moved to well you're in london right now right yeah so yeah. i went i went colombia venezuela which is very interesting mm. and then paris then london that's crazy that's crazy um yeah and so I mean, I wanted to reach out to you to talk about a whole bunch of things. I think something I'm really interested about is is your practice with yoga. Um, I re re recently really started doing a very serious yoga in the sense of like doing at least some every week, and that's really impacted my life. But also kind of catching up, taking this opportunity as a of a podcast to catch up with you and, and where you've been, the adventures you've had, the challenges you've faced. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah um and also back and you're like oh my god yeah no it's crazy so um i think it, it so, so tell me tell me how you've been tell me how you've been since since cds since costa rica well i think um i've definitely grown up a lot from mm. those days you know I, I was one of the crazy or teenagers <laughs> um but yeah no i i i found yoga like I had always done yoga, you know, when I was young, cause my mom, she loved yoga. That's how she got over. Like, you know, when, when we lost my brother, like, like that, she turned to yoga and it helped her so much. And then of course, of course, like she instilled that in me. And then, um, we went on our first like teacher training and I did it with her. I was really lucky to be able to go on like a 21 day, super intensive Wow. In Mexico, in Mexico, actually, mm. um, in Siguatanejo. Uh, I don't know if you've heard. Uh, yes, but I've, ne I've never been. Sounds, sounds like an interesting place to do yoga. Like I, a had yoga only, I had only ever heard that name from Shawshank Redemption, you know, because mm. that's, that's where the... That's where the guy ends up. I forgot his name, but that's where... Oh, he's... maybe that's why I know it from, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I had heard it. And yeah, it was just the most incredible experience. And it just, you know, I came back like a completely different person. Like I felt better. I had made the most amazing friendships and friendships that really were, you know, beyond any sort of like, because, you know, normally you kind of expect something in return or like, yeah, and, and, you know, you have so many friends or acquaintances that you meet, but these people, like we connected on a completely different level. Um, you get down to the nitty gritty of life and what really matters. And it's just... It was insane. It changed my life. And from then on, I've just been completely in love with it. So yeah, I was, I was 16. Uh, I was 15 turning 16. And 
I was like in this weird stage in life, you know, just partying, you know, going out and staying out all hours of the night, drinking, you know, doing, mm. things, you know, the the usual for a lot of teenagers, you know. That's yeah. How it is, and then I went on this retreat, and like I came back, and I like. I just realized what really matters. Like you have to like cherish the moments that you have and you have to like, just try to do the best for your body and what makes you feel good. Like at the end of the day, you know, you go out, you party and everything, you have a great time, but then you wake up the next morning and you feel like shit, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You feel great. You know, like so many things. And yeah, it was the best, it was the best year by far. The moment after I did that training, it just changed the whole perspective on life for me. That's crazy. Yeah, because I know I know that um, I know another friend of mine who also did like a very intensive yoga retreat here in Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. And she also talks about how it was like a life changing experience and the connections you made like lasted for a long, long time or have lasted for a long time. So that's that's always been on my bucket list, like going on that. But that's that's wonderful that he found it at such a young age. I feel like it's such a blessing really coming into contact with feelings or practices that you know matter and help you feel good and healthy yeah it's like i feel like i i want to hear your perspective on this like i feel like it makes everything much more clear like like let's say i'm having a bad day or like a mood it's like oh i'm probably like the mysticism term is like my my lower chakras are probably blocked right now i should do something along those lines but how how is um that perspective of energy like shaped your life or or shape the way you feel or like, oh, I'm feeling a bit low right now. Like I should probably do this type of practice. Uh, well, I think just in life in general, I feel like I totally agree with you. Energy is such an important thing and people do kind of see it like, you know, if you walk into a room, you're like, and you tell someone you have such great energy or, you know, or your vibrations are great. They're kind of like, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means. Okay. And yeah. But essentially, we're all given off energy. Like, your energy walks into the room before you do. You know, if you have a bad day, I mean, some people are more sensitive to it than others. I definitely think that's it. Like, some people are just usually people that are really, um, you know, have kind of like a close off perspective or like don't really want to open up themselves. They yeah. don't bother to, um, kind of figure out other people's kind of energy or where they come from or what or what their perspective is or anything like that but um with yoga and that is that i think i'm quite sensitive to people's energy and the more yeah. you practice yoga the more you realize how like how it really is just who we are and that's where the chakras come in as well like you give off a certain energy um, like, like you said, like if you have a bad day, um, and you're really emotional, you're going to hold a lot of negative energy in your lower chakra, right? You're going to pelvic floor, all of that bad energy is going to be stored there, which is why like when you do hip openers and things like that, um, people tend to get emotional. People that have gone through a lot of trauma, crap, mm. it's things like that because they're releasing all of this negativity, you know? Um, but yeah, I do think that energy is a big thing. I've, I've been lucky to now be able to surround myself with people that give off just amazing energy. But then, um, (laughs) but then, you know, I used to think that that was kind of like, you know, your intuition, you're like, Oh, this person, mm, I'm not really sure what it is, but I don't like, that's just you reading out people's energy, essentially, 
you know, but we tend to ignore it. We tend to be like, oh no, let's, you know, and you always have to give people a chance. Like I'm not saying not to, but you have to follow that. You have to, you have to follow your initial sense. And I'm not talking about, you know, physical or like how they look or what they do, anything like that. You're not judging a book on its cover. You're judging based on what you feel, what that person yeah. is bringing to you and your feelings. And if you're feeling comfortable, if you're feeling all these things, um, it's so important to listen to that. And I think more and more people should do it because people tend to ignore it. And it's really important. It really is. It's so true what you're saying. And I, I think personally for me, like I was really having a really tough period with the pandemic recently. He, I couldn't do yoga because I had like a surgery that I couldn't really do exercise for a bit. Yeah, it was it was it was interesting. It wasn't like nada serio, but, but um, I couldn't I couldn't basically do like stretches or whatever. And then the week after I could finally move, um, I did like a hip opener, like you were saying, and it was like this release of energy just like mm-hmm. came into my body. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and I'm wondering too, because I mean, you you mentioned briefly about the passing of, of your brother and other traumatic experiences, maybe that that we've both had in different ways. And so I'm just wondering how those experiences, those tough experiences, have shaped you, have um, changed the way you think about life. You know. Um. Well. Okay. I think I've been, you know, with with the death of my brother, and then the death of our dear friend yeah and recently the passing of my great grandma Mm, i'm so i'm sorry no that's okay you know it's the circle of life but um well i think you know more and more we tend to suppress our emotions i feel Mm. people more and more so with you know, social media and everything being recorded and everything being everywhere and society, the way that it's evolving is people tend to suppress feelings. It's just kind of a coping mechanism. It's a way of not showing weakness. You know, everyone has to be the strongest. Everyone has to be the best. Everyone has to be this. They have to put on almost like a, like a face. And I think through yoga, I've really realized that there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you have to express yourself. And the good thing about practicing yoga is that, like you said, these postures, the things that we do, the way that we shape a class, for example, if you're doing a class for just heart openers, things, people leave the class feeling more open. They feel not even trying. You're not even lecturing them. You're not telling them, you know, you have to go out and love everybody and blah, blah, blah. But it just happens naturally. Mm-hmm. Because all of these poses are just opening and creating energy in that area of the body, positive energy. You know, you're sending the breath to that specific part, whether you realize it or not, it's happening. And even more so as you practice more and more, you realize the trends and you see the difference, you know? Like sometimes you'll be like, it happens to me, like I don't do yoga for a week for some reason, you know, I'm, I'm working at uni or I'm doing this or uh, I'm traveling or something like that. And I don't get to do the practice. I, I see the changes in my body. I feel, you know, more disconnected. Um, I start doing things that I don't necessarily like to do, um, but I just kind of go with it because I'm not in tune with what my body needs. Mm-hmm. And the moment you get back on the mat or you do a downward dog or you sit down for five minutes, close your eyes and just notice your breath, you start to become in tune again with your body. And I think, you know, 
yoga is just i think it's just a healer like it just heals and there's so many different types of course but Mm -hmm. i don't know what kind of yoga you do yeah i mean that's a very good question i kind of i will just do whatever i feel like my body needs at the moment um like in in ala moves or like youtube channels and stuff but i feel like there's a um, element of like consistency missing from my practice in the sense of like for my meditation practice i follow like a very strict curriculum i guess through headspace and through my other meditation teachers um and but with yoga um it's almost like uh well whatever is in the moment you know like whatever comes and it's also not the same uh, doing it online as it as doing it live i think for me um i was doing it pretty regularly back at bc and there were some really good classes and the energy of the room was just like wow like you yeah yeah you left you left that space like in a higher frequency like you were talking about um and i definitely agree yoga can be very healing um but going off from that like i was wondering asking you for advice in the sense of like on monday should i work on the lower chakras and then wednesday heart heart openers and then friday like higher practices of intuition like how do you um schedule your practices and how do you maintain that consistency in order to grow because i I, something i really love about yoga too is that you're constantly evolving Mm -hmm. like you could do a pose and then that has like another level attached to it and then another level attached to it where you can like grow your practice. So I'm, I guess that's where I'm struggling right now. Like how I, can I advance my own practice um, in a consistent way? Yeah, well, I mean, definitely, I think it's become harder, obviously, because when you book a class and you know you have to go, you know, you, you have that kind of responsibility, then you're like, okay, like I have to do this, you know, I have to go and this is like when we had studios, when we weren't in this, particularly interesting and crazy situation um but now that we're at home obviously it becomes harder to to be accountable and to you know practice every day but i think when it comes to doing a specific practice like say monday and doing a different practice on friday i don't think there is much of a difference you could really do any class um I do tend to believe that, and what I've seen with my students is Mondays um, energizing classes. So Mm. that's going to get you sweating. It's going to get those endorphins going. It's going to, you know, make you feel refreshed when you're done. Because the good thing about yoga is that you, well, the way that I teach it, because there's just so many different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Practices is that there's a peak in the class and then you slowly lower down until you get to Shavasana Mm -hmm. and then you, you get up and it's like, yeah, I worked out, but then I also feel refreshed and I feel like my muscles don't hurt. I'm not going to be the next day, you know, dying, walking up the stairs after like doing CrossFit, you know, when you do CrossFit, everything hurts. Yeah. doesn't matter how many times you've done in your life. It still hurts. I did CrossFit recently and my triceps hurt for like a week. Like I, could, I was like, hi yeah. mom, like, how are you, how are you doing? I like, can't move them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- that's where yoga is very useful. You know, yeah. you can do 10 minutes of a downward dog and then a little stretch up sitting down, you know, and like take a breath and that's going to help your triceps, you know, mm-hmm. 
stretching out your shoulders, you're stretching out your back, and all of that is connected. So just a little tip there for you if you ever go back to CrossFit. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's a good tool off topic. But yeah, I don't think there's too much of a difference. I do, mm. I do think that the more you practice, the more you realize what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Mm. The more you'll connect with your body, the more you'll know, oh, you know, in the mornings I don't really work, like I'm too slow. I'm going to do a yin practice or I'm going to do a hatha practice. It's more calm. I still get those stretches that I need. I still work on my body, but I'm not, you know, dying, you know, power yoga where you're sweating. and you're... It's different. Um, but yeah, and then I think when it comes to evenings, definitely always a calm practice, especially if you struggle to sleep because... If you do a power yoga, warrior yoga, or very intense vinyasa class, you're not going to sleep. Like your body's going to be so awake, you know. So many things are brought up in those kinds of classes that like you're – I struggle to sleep if I do a very intense class in the evening, you know. So I think that's more – it's not so much about the day. It's more the time of day. I think that that affects more than than what you do on a Monday or Friday or, you know. Oh, that's, that's really interesting and helpful. Um, yeah, doing a warrior practice at the, I did that once and I, yeah, like you said, I couldn't sleep. Yeah, it's strange. How, how do you think your, your teaching style has evolved as a yoga teacher all these years, you know, cause you took a certification when you were 16 yeah. and I don't know when you started to teach, but how has that evolved? How have you become more in tune with that? Or, you know, I, I find that so interesting. Like yoga teachers, I really respect them and admire them because Oh. It takes a lot of strength. Yeah, it takes a lot of skill. Yeah, and <laughs> like I even consider yoga like an extreme sport at times because you're in that you're trying to keep that hold, focusing on that breath yeah. and it's hurting or like it's well, not hurting, but, you know, you're you're well, in that. You do feel pain. I mean, yeah, yeah. A, a chair pose and with Katasana for long enough, Oof. you feel a lot of pain, you know, yeah. I did that today. Oh, my God. And I did yeah. the stretch. Yeah. So how has your teaching style evolved in, 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 in that context? Well, I think, you know, from taking that training, that was a very complete training. Like I was very lucky. I feel like more and more so when yoga, yoga has become so popular. You know, when I yeah. in Colombia, I came back from this retreat and everyone was like, you're a hippie. You only drink uh, green juice. <laughs> you only sit down and breathe for an hour. And I was like, oh, my God, no, you know, this is not this is what people thought yoga was, you know, they just think, oh, everybody out there, you know, smoking joints, sitting down, breathing, you know, doing nothing. (laughs) Like that's, that was a perception. Yeah. And although we're very lucky that more and more people are becoming aware of this great practice and how, how transformational it can be, um, more and more trainings and new types of yoga and things have popped up that are not very complete. So, Mm. um, I think that what I try to do and what I've learned through the trainings I've done is that you have to keep educating yourself. You can't let go. Like you can't just think that you know everything. Mm. You can't just do one training and be like, okay, I'm a certified yoga teacher. I never have to do another training in my life. I don't have to read anything. (laughs) Like I'm done. Like I'll just go teach whatever. But like you always have to, you know, there's always new information out there. And you also have to like... You have to keep remembering. You have to keep educating yourself. And the more the more practices you know about. So, like, I did 
I went from doing this training then I did one I did small ones in Colombia, like weekend weekender trainings and things like that, just to reinforce, you know, anatomy trainings. You know, you're always going to forget muscles in the body. Like, you know, I'm not. Yeah, especially if you're not a doctor. Yeah, exactly. Like I was like, I'm not a doctor. I can't, you know, so you have to keep remembering. Um, so, yeah, just think that I always try to tell my students, like, you know, make sure that, you know, you can trust who's teaching them because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying I'm the best, you know, I'm, I'm not. I have a lot to learn. There's people that have way more certifications than I do, but you have to make sure that you trust them and that they make you feel good. Like mm-hmm. that's all you want and you want to see progress in your body. Like you don't want to keep going to yoga class and they do the same thing every day. You don't see any change. And there's also no mo- motivation to do more and to practice more. Oh, I want to, you know, people say don't, don't aim for a pose, but you kind of have to aim for something, you know? I mean, so for some people, it's just, oh, I aim to calm my mind. I work a very stressful job. Great. Do yoga for that. But the people that want to, you know, people get criticized like, oh, you only do yoga so you can do a handstand or whatever. Who cares why you want to do it? Yeah. It's making you feel good. Don't judge anybody for why they're doing it. They're doing it. You know, it's it's already a great thing to be doing. You want to see like someone who started out, couldn't, you know, everything hurt. I can't do this. I can't do that. Negative, negative, negative. And then you see them flourish into this very positive person. You know, they're out there doing yoga everywhere. That's amazing. That's what you want. Yeah, exactly. It's also really interesting when you, when you think about how yoga is such an ancient practice too, right? Like it goes back. I was reading this or listening to this podcast talking about how the first yoga post was like in the Hindu river civilization, like 5,000 years ago. Um, and so that also, that, that aspect of, of that heritage that we carry on with the yoga practice, I think that's mm-hmm. maybe part of the lack of completeness mm-hmm. that, that you were talking about. I love that word, uh, wholeness, completeness of the practice. Cause in, and sometimes in like Alamus, when I'm doing a practice, Mm-hmm. uh there's like no guidance for shavasana after it's yeah. like oh you're done okay <laughs> next yeah uh-huh. no. and it's it hasn't been until like i've done like practice on linda sol yoga which i, I love she's a chilean like yoga instructor what's your name sorry linda sol yoga okay i'm gonna look her up <laughs> yeah i know she's dope um and she really goes into the depth of like what each chakra means what you're working on spiritually and physically <laughs> And, and I think that people shy away from that a lot of the times because it's not, you know, it's, 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 we're so accustomed to like the materialistic aspect of our lives. Like the reality that I see is a reality that I, that is, you know, Mm. and I think something that yoga has taught me is that there's deeper levels to everything that's happening at the surface level of our emotion. Mm. Um, But what would you say to someone who was really curious about yoga who's kind of overwhelmed like there's so many different practices like there are like seven types of yoga what would you tell them as the greatest motivator or like uh, as a piece of wisdom when you're just starting out in that practice i think you just have to start Hmm. you know with so many times i know that sounds really blunt and it sounds like like, okay obviously you start right but like I realized, for example, now I'm really working on like creating my brand and like getting more people. Right. Yeah. 
because you know a lot of people just don't mean like yeah i'm a student i'm working but i'm i'm a yoga teacher like i want to help people you know but i was always afraid i was afraid like what are people gonna think am i gonna do it right am i gonna do you know what i mean like is this gonna work is it not gonna work all these thoughts that go into your head before you start something new you just have to start that's that's the gist you know what i mean the moment you think oh you know what i'm thinking of doing yoga do it the more mm. that goes into your head just do it get off it doesn't matter if you're in your pajamas if you're in <laughs> the street it doesn't matter you go to the side or you get home and the first thing that you do is sit down on the floor or on a carpet or if you have a mat sit on the mat and just do it you know find a picture and do one pose do mm. You can sit down in a lotus. You can just sit down, close your eyes, breathe. You can do a a downward dog, you know, all of the most basic, you know, classic yoga poses that literally everyone can do no matter what they say. Even if they say they can't, they can. (laughs) That's 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 coming from a yoga teacher. No, yeah, you can. That's just it. You just have to start. So many times we, we talk ourselves out of doing things, out of you know, because we overthink things so much. There's so many thoughts that go into our head and you just have to start. That's, that's my advice. Like, don't let fear get in the way. And the moment that you think I should do this, do it. Don't think tomorrow or I'll do it the day after. Just do it. Yeah. And when you have that intention, you'll find a way to, uh, you'll find a place to start. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I, th- I think that's great. I think that's what I t- tell myself when I write because uh, I, I I'm a writer. I'm a, I'm a whole slew of labels that I attach to this ego. <laughs> but whenever I want to write, like the good days are when like there's no like previous like anxiety or angst about writing where yeah. I'm like, should I write or what if I can't write or whatever, like the best, the best advice I can tell myself and I love that you're saying it right now is like just do it like forget about the recognition forget about if it's going to work or not forget mm-hmm. about whether somebody's going to read it or like it or hate it doesn't matter like just sit yeah. down and get on the page and write that's the same thing and it, it applies to everything in life and that's that's something I love about yoga and like you say there's a lot of teachers that skip certain parts or um, you know, just go down to the exercise because it's become so much about exercise as well. Um, that it applies to everything, the philosophies that there are, the the amount of reading you can do about it. It will always, in one way or another, it'll influence your your life outside of the actual practice, like physical practice. Yeah, exactly. But, so sh- shifting gears a bit, um, I wanted to talk to you about your modeling work. Because I, I think uh, that's such a, a discipline that I want to learn more about in what models go through. You know, I remember I was talking to a friend of mine whose best friend was a model. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like there's a lot of stigma attached to that work or a lot of stereotypes that are attached to that work. But I want to listen, hear more about your experience with it and what you learned about yourself, what you learned about others, maybe while you were doing it. Well, I think... I think um with modeling i i enjoyed it a lot you know i i done extra little work every now and again when i get the chance or you know i get a message about it i'll do it um 
I've learned that you don't see the work that goes into it. People do overlook that and just see the beautiful images and they just see, you know, the end result, you know, but, and, and they're quick to criticize, you know, people are very quick to criticize like, oh, you know, she doesn't look that good or this girl, oh my God, she's so skinny or oh my God, this girl, you know, people make comments, you know? Yeah. They don't see, they don't realize that these girls, you know, the, even the professional models, you know, like, and even myself, you know, we go through constantly overthinking how we look, analyzing every single inch of our bodies, you know, how uh, all of this mental processes that go on and, and how it really affects your life, you know, because sometimes you, you don't, you're not going to feel great all the time, but mm-hmm. then job and you have to go and pretend that you feel amazing you know Mm. you know you're acting for a picture and it's you know they don't they don't realize how tough it is and i think i think with yoga if you connect it it's taught me really what what matters and that you can't really judge anybody on the work that they do you know and and you can't you don't realize the things that are happening you have to have empathy and you have to realize that you don't know what this person does behind the scenes to get mm-hmm. and yeah i mean i struggled a lot with with when i was modeling you know more like professionally with you know body image you know constantly stressed about how i looked um depriving myself of food for long periods of time um until i finally learned that like you just have to eat healthy and the yoga mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tough world, and, and it's one of the worlds that gets criticized a lot. But um, people don't realize that it's it's hard work. You know, your your body is your is your is your calling card. It's your contact. It's your CV. You know. Yeah. And, and most of the time, nothing else matters besides your attitude and what you look like. And a lot of jobs, you know, you just study and then you go and then you do it and then you're good. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter anything, you know, but it's so much work, you know, people, it's so much work. You have to work out all the time. You have to look like this. You have to, you know, there's, there's so many, like a list of things that you have to keep track of, you know, your hair, your nails, everything, you know, it's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And people don't realize that. Um, but yeah, I just think you always have to come from a place of no judgment. You know, you just have to let everybody do what they want to do and just let them, you know, be who they are. Self-acceptance. Self-acceptance is key. Like you're saying, non-judgment. Personally, for me, I think I've always struggled with that, (laughs) with the way I look, uh, with self-acceptance of like, always. oh, thank you. That means the world to me. That actually means the world to me. Um, But, but, you know, like, for example, in high school or middle school, a lot of a lot of you know harsh criticism from friends or you know all this all this stuff. Um, and I think with exactly what you're talking about right now about that process of self acceptance and loving oneself yeah. and uh, accepting oneself unconditionally yeah. has been uh, going tying it back to yoga and to meditation has been one of the most wonderful side effects that I didn't expect from yoga. Not necessarily just because like, yeah, you have muscles uh, or like strength and you're fit, you know, because you you do yoga or whatever, but just being able for me to look into the mirror and like be like, 
I accept myself for who I am. Like no one else in the world has my face. No one else in the world has my body yeah. and it's my body and I love it. Um, yeah. And that took, you know, 21 years, 20 years for me to say that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's also, I think one of the benefits that yoga in my life has impacted. And that's, I guess, why I wanted to learn more about that discipline of modeling where like, it's so focused on what you look like because personally for me I it's, it would be it's still hard to like just not compare myself with others of the way I look or whatever and so when yeah. you're in that industry it's all about that you know so it's you're, you're not alone and I think I think we we are all in the same boat you know mm-hmm. we're all, we all have days and I've learned this more and more the more I, I meet people and make friends that, you know, are more open and we talk about these sorts of things and mm-hmm. we're all in the same boat. You know, we all now with Instagram and, and all yeah. these pages and these, these channels where we see all these beautiful people. Um, even, you know, even the most beautiful girl you see on Instagram, even the most handsome guy, you know, they all have struggles or wake up in the morning and they probably think the same thing you know mm-hmm. but like you said we're all so unique and i do think that at the end of the day those kinds of con- comparisons and things that we do to ourselves is just so awful like mm-hmm. we would never tell someone else what we tell ourselves mm-hmm. sometimes you know mm-hmm. we're so harsh you know, you would never go to your mom and tell her, oh my God, I don't know, your hair looks awful or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Never say it. And and it's, why would we, why do we do this to ourselves? It's, it's, it's such a strange thing, you know? And um, I just think from what I've learned is that it just matters that you know that you're doing all of the things that make you feel your best. Mm. So... For example, um, if you eat McDonald's every day, you're not going to feel good. You know? Oh, really? Damn, maybe I should stop. <laughs> you're not. You're not. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. I know. I know. I know. But like, you know, I went through, when I moved to Paris, yeah. I, I went crazy. Like, I was like, hey, I'm here, you know, like all of these desserts. I'm going to be like Marie Antoinette eating all the, you know, <laughs> and everything. And, but I enjoyed it in the moment and then I felt awful mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more and more, you know, I'm, I'm still learning, you know, I still have days where I just want a McDonald's, you know, <laughs> I just want to eat out, you know, I just want all the junk food, but like, yeah, it's just, it's just making conscious choices and realizing that what you're putting into yourself, what you do, if you exercise, if you're sleeping well, all of these things are going to affect your brain in the way that you feel. If you know that you're doing the best for your body and you know that you're doing the best for yourself and you feel proud of yourself, then your image of yourself is going to change. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have bad days, but but you'll see a change 100%. And, and you're going to feel good and you're going to be like, well, you know what? I've been doing all these things and I feel really good. So why am I, you know, I don't have any guilt about anything. I feel I feel great, you know? That's what you aim for. You aim to feel great. Uh, within yourself and then the outside will just happen naturally exactly yeah and that's what they don't teach you at school <laughs> we're always we're always taught like you're when you get there you're gonna be happy when you have that when when you're with that person yeah i mean 
and it's it's not what he's fault. It's just the way that society is organized, the way our own ego operates from that level yeah. of insufficiency, yeah. like of uh, incompleteness. Again, what you're talking about completeness in the practice, wholeness in the practice. Uh, and I think everything you said is is so true uh, and very impactful. And it's it's wonderful to hear to be reminded that you're trying your when you're trying your best, you know, like that's enough. When you look in the mirror, and even if you're not trying your best, I think that yeah. even that is an opportunity to be like, oh, maybe I could try something new. Maybe I could try uh, eating healthier. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's about the intention. Yeah. That that really matters. And I think you know, I think we're we're only human. You know, we're going exactly. to have days, and we we have one life, and and you know, it doesn't. You just at the end of the day, like. I, I can't find the words. <laughs> I just feel like you have to feel good. And if you decide and you're like, you know what, today I'm going to, I'm going to eat McDonald's. I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to eat it, eat it, enjoy it, you know? And then the next day do better, replenish your body, drink a green juice. Like all everybody says yogi do, or, <laughs> you know, do a little bit of yoga, you know, go to mm-hmm. a class, the best thing in the world. If anybody, whoever is listening, please, if you ever go out drinking, go to a hot yoga class the day after. <laughs> Best thing in the world. You're going to sweat out. The whole class is going to smell like vodka or wine or whatever you had. But as soon as you're done, you're going to feel like a new person. You're not going to have a hangover. You're not going to have anything. You're going to feel amazing. Do it. Well, that's great advice. Man, the next time I go to a party, I'm going to do that. You have to, honestly. Yeah, it's- yeah my life like it's it's <laughs> i mean now with coronavirus you really can't but yeah i don't know have a very hot bath and just sit in it for a while you know mm. um it feels amazing it's just it's the best if you ever find a hot yoga class definitely definitely i think that's that's amazing advice uh for hangover curation yeah. um and I'm wondering, do you have any other yogi advice that you'd want to share? You already shared a very good one, but anything you've learned along the way? Hmm. Do a little bit every day. Hmm. You know, I, I, I just try to practice at least 20 minutes a day, you know? Hmm. And if you're trying out yoga for the first time, it's even better if you do a little bit once. And then the next day and then the next day, and then you're slowly going to fall in love with it. You know, it's almost like when you're reading a book and you're like, oh, I have to, I, I bought this book, I'm going to read it. And then you read 20 pages and then you slowly fall in love with it. Mm. And, oh my God, I love the book or whatever. I hated it. You know, it doesn't matter. But like, just do a little bit every day and it's, it's, you're going to see the changes in, in your body. Like it's, um, and and be careful. Like you need to do your research as well, because I feel like people people will go to one yoga class and decide they don't like it, mm. and that's so normal because obviously there's so many different types. You know what I mean? It's like it's like if you tried, I don't know, one piece of cheese and then decided you hated cheese. There's so <laughs> many different kinds of cheeses. I love that metaphor. <laughs> I'm going to use that for everything now. <laughs> you came up with that one. I'm kind of proud. Yeah, no, I, I dig it. So it's it's exactly like if you're trying cheese. It's like, oh, I get it. I yeah. Feel it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think people tend to, you know, we, we tend to 
jump to conclusions quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And and again, with so many different kinds of yoga, you do really have to just kind of kind of trial and error until you find the one that's going to be good. You know, because we all have different bodies, we all have different needs, we all have different um, emotion emotional deposits that we need to work through. Um, whether we think we have them or not, they're there. You know, we all do things and we sometimes realize that, don't realize that there's there's trauma or there's things that we haven't worked through. And the best alternative to therapy is yoga, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I, I do think you need to try ver- various different kinds before you you jump to any sort of conclusion and decide that you you hate it i mean i bet it's like what happened i mean because you started studying marketing didn't did you and then yeah or decided you didn't like it or something yeah no i mean i started yeah not knowing doing studying marketing because you know that was expected of me i felt that it was expected of me yeah Uh, and i was in a i studied in a very good business school and I had all these inner thoughts, inner desires that I had kind of like buried underneath convenience and uh, trying to mold my, myself to whatever society demanded me mm-hmm. of me um, instead of following what I was really meant to do or mm-hmm. like and um, that purpose. And it wasn't until that trauma came along, the tears of trauma in my life that was like that really helped me realize who I really was, what I was really meant to do. Uh, what I really valued. And I think it always goes down to immediacy mm-hmm. um, and impermanence mm-hmm. <laughs> and understanding that we're not going to be around forever, that the bodies we have now are not going to be the way they are forever. Mm-hmm. Um, people around us are not going to be around forever. The thoughts of everything is impermanent. That's And that's a very I like hard that. lesson. Yeah, I, it's... I. I heard this story the other day about an enlightened monk like they asked him like what is what is your experience of enlightenment um and the only word he said was impermanence um and that's powerful you know because when you get to those like higher levels of consciousness um there's always a lot of like attention towards the the supposed like powers or intuitions that you can develop um like i heard one a yogi that i talked to once like say like that his guru like could speak all the languages in the world or something like that but what really matters at the end of the day is is that ease with impermanence that joy of doing without expecting anything Mm -hmm. and also going back to what you were talking about which i really loved of like having that freedom of not focusing too much on what you should do or haven't done or like that guilt that comes with it like yeah. if you like you were saying like if you have a mcdonald's then you're gonna have a mcdonald's and that's it wrong with it <laughs> yeah there's that's going with the, that's literally what you talked about that's going with the flow um and not clinging too much to that specific moment that you went through um yeah. and that's that's also brings in the idea of karma and how karma is directly translated to what you do like that's it it's not it's not feel bad about what you do feel good about what you do no it's what you do comes uh comes in different ways back to you um and i think that's why i love talking to you why i love looking at your posts on instagram which i also am not a fan of instagram because you know all the what we've been talking here about 
image. Yeah, and, yeah image and like the, the life that everyone is exactly living, you know. And the addiction, man, like it's designed by addiction experts for to get you hooked. But I mean, with every tool that you have, I feel like there's always going to be a possibility, possibility for good and for a good use of it. Like you, like I love everyone should follow. uh, I don't know your your Instagram handle. I know Diego, follow her on Instagram because every post that you do has like a little phrase attached to it and it's it's really motivating every day and that's something that i want to emulate you know in my own marketing for this podcast or whatever but um yeah i went in a long ramble there (laughs) (laughs) learn some some good words yeah yeah it's uh comes from a lot of research into all that world which again i was not aware of three years ago um I think that's always something good to to remember and something I feel like you embody and practice too uh, is you can start over you can heal you can start over yeah yeah you know you 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 have no responsibility or obligation to be the person you were the day before Mm -hmm. and and like you said like for like you went to study marketing because you know that's what you know society tells you you have to go to college, graduate, get a job, you know, mm-hmm. you know that's how it works. And, um, but you, you, you're not going to be happy if you don't do those things that are suppressed within you. You know, you're, you're, you're not going to fulfill your journey of life. And, and at 60 say, wow, you know, I did, I did it. I did it my way. Like the song, you know, that <laughs> song that you want to be, you want to listen and you're going to be like, yeah, you know, I agree with this guy, you know, <laughs> he, yeah, he does the right, the right things that Sinatra. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's the goal, you know, and we get so caught up and like you say on Instagram and um, like, I, I, what I try to do with my Instagram is just give a little bit of love, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you decide to read the caption, if you decide to, you know, follow me, then, um, you know, you. I, I tend to write or find writings or from books that I have, from quotes that I love, things that I'm feeling that day that maybe somebody else needs to hear. Exactly. So, you know, it's it's we're all going through a lot of things and life moves fast and we we've come from a nice break, which is I mean some people might say a lot of people have suffered and it's been horrible, but but for a lot of us it's it's a time to learn and to reflect and realize you know that we need to be grateful for everything we have grateful for for life and grateful for silly things you know we we always take for granted everything you know we take for granted walking outside mm-hmm. <laughs> but i've never i've never loved walking outside so much exactly Boris Johnson was like, you can go walk outside. And I was like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. We should be excited about the little things and appreciate them and appreciate ourselves and and realize that we're all, we're everybody going through something and, and we have to be empathetic and, and yeah, just, just live your own life and don't, as long as you're not bothering anybody else, then, then you're good. Just live, you know? That's, that's, that's the essence of it. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more with you. And it's, again, it's beautiful to hear, beautiful to remember. And yeah, 
I'm like, I'm speechless because it's so true. Um, yeah. Living, living, and it takes so, so much, well, so much inner work, but it's not like a, like a job. It's, it's like a beautiful, like process of letting go, yeah. of letting go of everything you don't need. So that when that time, when it's time to move on or whatever, mm. like you you can like be like, like exactly what you're saying. Like, like I did it my way mm. and I shared some love and I received some love and it was a wonderful trip. Yeah. And now I'm moving on to this next stage of whatever this is um, and doing it with joy and doing it with love and yeah. acceptance. And yeah, I, I think that's a perfect place to, to stop for now, but yeah. I'm sure we're going to keep talking at one point or another. Uh, and I, I think before I start, is there anything you want to pub? Because I, I saw that you were having uh, online classes on Zoom uh, yeah. or your Instagram. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm, my website is going to be up soon, not sometime this week. Oh, dope. So you can just go on it. It'll be in my bio on Manuela Diago on Instagram, and you can just click on it and go book a class, and we can see each other virtually. So that's yeah. fun. And, you know, they're free uh, for anyone who wants to join. I'm just trying to share, like I said, some love and some, some good vibes, some good energy. <laughs> and um yeah so definitely go check it out if you want to if you oh, absolutely i'll be there uh i'll learn from 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 you manu and um and we'll we'll, we'll stay in touch and but until then thank you so much for being on here and oh, sharing your love sharing your wisdom and so good to reconnect after it doesn't feel like it was no whatever six years yeah who would have thought you'd think it'd be awkward like you you know what we're, we're pretty good people, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, you know what? I think so, too. I think yeah. we're, we're pretty great. <laughs> Everyone, is. Everyone is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Bueno, Manu, I'll see you later. All right, see you. This is what it is, okay? I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now, you put water into a cup. It becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now, water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend.